Yo, this is Jay Cuts Fresh. You're checking out the Barber Life Podcast. This is for all barbers, no matter your age, race, or status. Barber Life. Yeah, I'm just going to roll right in and uh, I got zero guidance, man. We're just going <laughs> to. <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap yeah, who's who's your last one with was the last one um the last one wasn't who's, who's your last one with? trim um brady trim. yep and then i was supposed to get on with um actually um i had a yeah one of my clients pass away last week so i had to cancel it, but i was had a um had one with rock from um uplift and uh, so okay. we got to catch up with him hopefully this week because I'm going on vacation next week. So I'm trying to get all the local heads that I know, you know. For sure. Get it awesome. going. Oh, okay. You know what? I got to um, – yeah, I got to unplug my phone because I haven't plugged in it overrides to my car. But as you were talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, baby. All right. So this is uh, Evan – owner of the barber's den and steve now steve common question is do you co-own the barber's den (laughs) well what is what is the answer to that question jake first i'm more excited would you come on (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) yeah so so steve uh, just a quick, quick intro. If you want to just, if you want to nail right into it. Yeah, I, that's uh, what I do. Yeah. Talking here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on here. Love you. Love you do these. Yeah, this um, isn't so, your average podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Um, so yeah, so we have three shops: Melrose, Belmont, Somerville. Um, Steve is part owner of the Somerville shop, and. Um, and he's also the manager over there. Kind of, kind of runs the show. Um, creative guy, um, does education, kind of leads us, and kind of keeps us afloat. He's, he's, he's been a mentor of mine, and he, he helps out with all the guys. And pretty, pretty much hands on, uh, hands on deck as far as he goes, and kind of you know some others in the shop as well as far as like managers go. They kind of all hands on deck. This is a collaborative effort. Um, Nice. Three shops running that run at a you know standard that we can appreciate, and um, that's it, man. One day, one day at a time. I love it. Thank you for that nice, that nice description of my drop down eleven. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, what are the odds of you getting off the ear pods and just talking like speakerphone or something? Because I think it's getting a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Coming off. The thing is, my uh, let me just tell you guys on speaker speakers is my um. My phone's kind of mangled. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is this good? Uh, maybe it's worse. I don't know. Let me try one more thing. See the alphabet backwards. I'll be able to tell you from there. Let's try one more. One more. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, that's good. That's good? Okay, cool. Is that, is that your car, though? Is that... <laughs> Something you driving home from work. <laughs> ah, son of a bitch. Hang on. Sounds like your seatbelt's not plugged in, man. Safety first. Okay. 
about now? Sound good? Yeah, that sounds great, man. Yeah, Thank you. Okay, cool. I found the happy medium. I like happy medium. Good. That's great. No, so this is um I, I really so backstory for everybody else is that when I was, you know, leaving Malden, I cut hair in Malden for seven years and then I was talking to some of my clients after I had opened the shop in Milford, you know, keeping in touch with people. Obviously I had a couple guys drive down, but most people's ain't gonna drive down. So <clears throat> you know, people are like, Oh, this 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 shop, the barber's den, man, you gotta you gotta come check the place out. There's like that's where a lot of my clients were going after I left. And so I was like, All right, cool. I'm gonna meet these guys and then uh you know, happened to meet Steve via Instagram, but through my man, um, General Store, and then, you know, talking with him and then meeting you, Evan, in person at the uh, expo a few years back, probably like five years ago now-ish. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of how I got to know these cats. Um, so I've really looked up to what you've been able to do growth-wise just from an entrepreneurial standpoint, but I'm really just... I love the vibe of your shop and I've only actually been to Somerville and uh, Melrose. I haven't, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, not Melrose, um, uh, Belmont. And uh, the, you know, the first thing I noticed when I walked in there was just like, it's so chill. <laughs> and my shop is very chaotic and it's like, that's just I, what I realized when I, when I walked in there is that, you know, Evan, you're a very, chill person like you're a more calculated like calmer person it seems like when you do something you've thought about it and then you do it and for me i'm sort of a reactionary and i'm kind of all over the place now we neither one's right or wrong right it's just a style um but first thing i noticed i'm like wow how can i create some bit of more of a calm atmosphere for my barbers and then hopefully that translates to the clients and uh just so you know i actually was able to do that and it really started when i couple was it last summer i think or the summer before i came up and just popped in on you guys it's like wow it's so chill in here um so talk to me about that um how'd you, how'd you chill yours though um i i made it so when people walk in there's no curiosity of what the hell's going on somebody greets them right away um I changed it so you know music wise we gotta we're gonna have like more chill music on um and I stopped kind of like spazzing out because I'm the leader so if I start going oh what the hell is this and yo who's got this dude over here like this kind of talk you know what I mean um putting my barbers on the on their heels like you know not a great feeling and you know I was just hanging with Nick last weekend who uh, owns Daily Grind and uh, he was like, yo, I remember when you were like, hey, do you guys want to take lunch breaks? Like, we never even took lunch breaks. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I never even thought about it. I never thought about taking a lunch break. And I started to realize I got six or five guys working here. Maybe they want to actually take a lunch break. <laughs> you know, so things like that. You know, because I'm just a grinder to the core. I just go from open to close. I won't stop and get as many people in as I can. But, you know, things have changed a bit. So I look up to you in that respect now. You know, you guys seem to have really high standards. Talk to me about that. Is that something you consciously have written down and, and go through with new trainees and new barbers, or is this something that just kind of came about? I think you, I think you kind of nailed it when you when you talk about yourself personally and how your energy is perceived when someone walks through the door. 
you know, and the energy of the vibe and the, of the shop is perceived from from a client standpoint the second they walk through the door. So it's like it's hard to put yourself in that in those shoes of like what <clears throat> what someone sees and feels when they walk in. But it's it's not necessarily like a um, something you do, but it's a it's a feeling. It's like we we just renovated a shop right in in, in Melrose, and, mm-hmm. and it's like some people walk in, and they don't even know what the hell changed, but they just like they feel it, like they know the difference, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Is like someone's walking into your establishment that starts with with you, Jake, as the owner, mm-hmm. you kind of set that tone, and it's like it's up to you to decide. Hey, my shop's fucking crazy. Like there's a bunch of crazy people in here. We don't take lunch. We don't do anything. We, <laughs> we, have, we have habits that we have habits that are just like traditional barber back in whatever days when you're trying to do a hundred haircuts, and hair flying everywhere, and you got hair splinters, and no time to eat. You're eating hair in your sandwich, and <laughs> and it's like you got to get back. You got to get back because there's someone waiting in your chair to jump up. And it's like all of a sudden you're high strung, but then your clients are high strung, and like everyone, everyone's like got that vibe. So it's like once you start to chill out and you take a deep breath and can you act a little bit different and change your habits, I feel like, you know, your clientele changes too. People walking in feel something different. You know what I mean? And when you establish new clientele, it's like you you establish new people that are in that new idea of who you are as you're growing. It's not the old Jake. They're not attracted to yourself or the old Jake. So I think it's just innovation and like just constantly like growing to to decide, you know, how you want to set it. And then the clients, the clients are always going to walk in and change the shop. Like you can set up a shop however you want it. And, and you have an idea how it's going to go. And it's going to change depending on your demographics, depending on your, um, just the people walking through it. You really don't have that kind of control completely, but you have it enough that you can change it. I agree with that part. Yeah, but I think, go ahead. Sorry. I think, uh, no, no, I, I think with the, what you were saying about high standards, whether it's intentional and how we kind of get there, I think it's, I would say, I, I could say, I could speak it for myself, it's having a high level of standards and a high level of taste, I think is one of the things that's really going to set a lot of shops apart from like your run-of-the-mill shop where it's just kind of like everybody's kind of doing whatever, there's no, there's no standards. There's a lot of barbershops you walk into and you might have your guy and you like the guy. And, uh, you know, like your barber and, um, but, you know, you, the constant complaints that we always hear about barbers, like my barber's always late. I had an appointment at 11. He wasn't even there. Yeah. You know, like the place wasn't clean. And, and I think that you have to have a high set of standards. And I think, it, I think in our case, it really does start with, I mean, a lot of the guys in the shop, I would say almost everybody in the shop, they, they kind of gravitate towards the shop because that's kind of environment that they want. And that's the type of environment that they've helped build. Because there's people that have been at the shop for longer than me. But I, I think really at the end of the day, it starts with as me and the other guys, uh, you know, really kind of trying to set a higher standard for, you know, a good environment and a good culture in the shop. And I think that's the, one of the main things that's really allowed us to grow right. over the past few years. I mean, it's definitely you know, age and, and preventing the same message. Yeah, that's big. That's big. I, you know, just kind of dawned on me something you were saying about, uh, you know, barbers showing up being late and, 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 you know, just having poor fundamentals, you know? Um, yeah. That's kind of one of the things I'm trying to do with the, with the cast, at least for the next few months is just get back to barber fundamentals. You know, like I, you know, I'm a big NBA fan, right? You watch these guys that come in from Europe. I mean, their shooting is, is just so perfect. It's because they practice, 
the fundamentals of spotting up and jumping and shooting and the, the way the elbow is and the way the, the wrist flicks and all this stuff. They practice and practice and practice. And, you know, I'm not saying American ballplayers don't do that, but it's more focused on the overall look of the thing versus just getting it done. <laughs> I feel like European players. What's that? Fundamental basketball is what they always used to talk about when I would play like middle school and high school basketball. That's it. And I feel like fundamental barbering. I did play. Fundamental barbering yeah. needs to come back, you know. Dribbling, dribbling and defense. Yeah. You know, like whatever you do, that's why I love basketball as a metaphor because it's, it's simple. You're putting the ball through the hole. But there's so many different things that come together to get that done. And that's the same thing with cutting hair. I mean, essentially, you're making the hair shorter and making it look better, you know. But so many things come into that as far as being a barber and getting it done, you know. So many, you know, aspects, whether it's what's hit. The, what's, 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 the, what's the most important part? What's the most important, important uh, facet of being a good barber? Is it consistency, you know? Just to me, quality, to me, it's consistency. Reliability. Yeah, to well, cons- that, all that is to me consistent. You know, um, consistent in your hours, consistent in your mood, consistent in your health, um, consistent in your in your style of cutting. Like, if you're gonna learn a new technique, that's great. We can do that, but let's not pull it out. Let's not decide you're gonna do that on Friday at three. You know, let's decide <laughs> to do that on Tuesday at ten, and we can work it into the repertoire. Like consistent, one hundred percent across the board to me makes a great barber now if you're talking about what makes a great haircut you know i think it's like shape you know what i mean like so there's like that's what i mean there's so many different aspects that it comes together but i really want to bring that back and i did like an episode called cape to payment and it's like just how you talk like your body language um you know showing them the consultation i mean me and steve did an episode on that a year or two ago about just the you know consultation this is stuff I don't know if they just don't teach it in barber school or if dudes are like, ah, I don't need to, I don't need to know that. I'm just going to do ball fans all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think they, I don't remember getting taught much about consultations in barber school because the main focus when I was there was just to get you to pass the state board. The state board doesn't require you to do a consultation, which is true. Think about it. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, you know? It is crazy. And that's why I've been saying it forever. I'd like to start my own school of some sort, you know, and just got to, you know, get this shop going and get it profitable to that point where I can put money aside and get a school started. Because, I mean, imagine with the network I've created and that, you know, knowing you guys and the network you have and like, our, we all have a passion for teaching people. I mean, imagine we could get done with that, man. Imagine it's just like... You could put so many great barbers out in the world, you know, and make a few bucks while you're at it. But yeah, I yeah, I don't think it's a matter of if; I think it's just a matter of how. Because like the network is so small, like every every you know reputable barber, you know, or someone that has a shop that's serious about their craft is, is connected. You know, like I can, you can tell me, yeah, you know, shops in our area, and we'll tell you who owns the place. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so true. We'll know who, 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 what clients we share. Or you know what we share in common as far as the vibe and, and the culture. Um, there's not that many shops. It's like it's like the world is small. Like you know, there's always that. Oh wow, the world's so small. And you, you know, when you're on vacation, you see someone you know. It's like whoa, the world's so you know. <laughs> um, but in reality, it's like how many how many clients do you have? How many clients do I have? Like it's a lot less barbers and our people. So it's like our network of people. It's a lot a lot smaller than we actually think. And I think our impact is. Um, it, it, 
is not necessary, but I think there's an opportunity. Like we, if we, our impact, we could just go and keep cutting hair and do what we do and be happy doing it, or we can, you know, make an impact. You can have a podcast. You can, you can bring people together. You can have a school. You can open up ten shops if you want. I mean, the opportunities are endless. But um, I think the impact is 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 really cool, and that's why like this podcast is cool. Um, for whoever's listening to it, it's um, thanks. It's um, small network of small network of people, and I think it's um, you know, if you can impact one person, it's it's worth it. You know, so uh, it's cool. And, and the education is what drives us. It's what keeps us fresh. It's what keeps us moving forward so to be able to like get the education be fed but also feed other people i think that's what makes it all go around yeah well i'm definitely cutting that piece out and putting it as a major preview to the episode because <laughs> that's 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 what i'm about man impact who, who can i touch you know that came out you know a little weird if you're perverted but you know who can i uh <laughs> who, who can I reach, man? Like you know, because I've been talking with cats lately. I've been talking to three different barbers. Um, one cat is wanting to become a barber um, in in the UK. You know, through Instagram, they they found the podcast. Like, this is amazing, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm helping people out across the pond. This is like, yeah. <laughs> and this is this That's is just cool. a, another brick in that wall. You know. Um, so let me ask you this, Evan, specifically when you started the Melrose shop, that was the first shop, right? That was, mm-hmm. and now 2000, 2010. Yep. That was a, a week after I graduated from uh, Pittsburgh state university. So I graduated college and then I uh, went on a vacation with my fam for a week and then came back and started cutting hair a week later in the shop. So you open, so you open up one chair, you open the shop right out of college. Yeah, so I I was cutting hair forever since I was you know fourteen I think when I was first started making money um, doing it uh, and you know I cut hair through high school and then I went to college and I was like a year year or two into college and I was like this isn't for me I'm not trying to have a business degree and go work at you know enterprise rent a car do what my sister's doing for the same degree you know a couple of years ahead of me and I was like this isn't, this isn't gonna be me so I was like I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop out and I'm gonna go to barber school and just gonna cut hair it's cool I can do this yeah. um, and I got bragged I got bragged by my, my parents saying I'll pay for barber school if you stick, stick it out in college but little did I know that um, college was more expensive than barber school and I was I was dumb and naive back then so I, <laughs> I fell for it so I ended up graduating college and played football there so that kind of kept me um, engaged, um, and I had a you know a good guidance console or whatever. I had good people around me. Yeah. Um, I felt like I was good to people, so I was treated well. And I had you know my, my sister had gone to the school, whatever. I mean, I'm, I might be um, taking this further than necessary, but here's the story. no, I want it all. So yeah, so junior year, I kind of left for a semester, and, and um, I was tight with the advisor of the school, so I was able to get full credit while I left that semester. So I really only did three and a half years of college, but I got credit for four. I left and went to barber school. I came back, finished my senior year with my barber's license. I worked at a shop in Malden, actually, uh, for the summer. I went back to college, did my senior year, and then when I graduated, um, I had jumped right into a shop a single chair shop in the bottom of a salon in the back. And, um, and I was actually, uh, the woman who owned the salon upstairs, I shared a space with, and I was like, Hey, let me, you know, let me work with, with your salon and we'll be called, I'll be called the barbershop at 786 because the shop was called 786 salon. 
Mm. And um, so I talked with her, her husband, her boyfriend, whatever it was at the time, and he had owned a couple Dunkin' Donuts. And he was actually the guy that like invented the uh, coffee culotta. <laughs> he's, like, um, he's like, I made the coffee culotta. He's like, I made the coffee culotta, like the fruit one, and I put caffeine in it to kind of like, you know, hype the kids up. And then they, when they were ready to start drinking coffee, they drink my coffee. And I'm like, damn, dude, I was like, you're a sicko. Like, what's, what's wrong with you? You're putting caffeine in coffee culottas, trying to get kids to drink them. Um, I know he's not going to hear this. Um, you know? <laughs> so he was whatever, but he, I was like, Hey, I want to, um, but he came in and he actually, it was like my first business meeting with this guy. And he's like, Hey, you know, you gotta like make a brand, he's like make a brand. You can be in the salon, but like make a brand. And then like, if you leave, you can be instead of Barbara Zen at studio 786, you'll be Barbara Zen something else. And I'm like, I was like, Oh, that makes sense. So yeah. I just put a one chair shop. I called it the Barbara's Den. It was actually a beautiful little space in the basement of this, uh, nice salon in Melrose. The old like Red Cross building across from Melrose Lakefield Hospital had like a little view of the pond and all the oh right place. over there and I was I was still pretty connected uh, in Melrose my hometown uh, so I was really busy and then after ten months I saw an opportunity in Main Street Melrose so I went over there so 2010 uh, that was the beginning of Melrose you know five years later we had Belmont and then four years later uh, with Steve we're doing Somerville and um. And, uh, so nice. It's, it's been fun, but thinking back, man, it was a while ago. Now I still feel like a young, young buck. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Man. So you were in. You went to college to to get a business degree. <laughs> I went to college to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why do we go to college? No, I, 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 yeah. I don't know what you want. You got to move out of your house sometime. <laughs> I just went because if you didn't go in my town, I was like, "Why? What's wrong with you?" You know? Yeah. And it was like, man. you know, it was it's a cool, man. I, I, you know, the education is still great. I think it's unfortunate that kids get put in situations before they know anything about student loans and stuff. It's like we're obviously not educated enough in our society to know exactly what we're getting into when we're going to spend 50 grand on college every year. But, um, I know. I always thought that was odd that they would, like if I walked into a bank and was like, yeah, I need 20 grand for a car loan at 17 and a half, they'd be like, yeah, no. But if I was like, look, I need 80 grand to go to college, somebody's like, yeah, go, no problem. Here you go. (laughs) There you go. That's crazy. You know, it's about, by, the time, by the time our kids, and like Jake, and like a couple more years when our kids are old enough to start going to college, it just won't even be like a like private college. Just won't even be an option for regular people. No, nah. like it's it's gotten that it's gotten that expensive. Like, so I can only imagine what it's going to be like in ten years from now. Eight years from now, when my daughter's eighteen. I don't know. I I mean, you're in the same boat as me, Steve. Your wife does hair. I do hair. You know, I mean, my wife does hair, and, I, and so do I. You're the same boat. Like I'm. I mean, one of my kids has got to be into the hair biz on some level. But I keep. I mean, my oldest son. <laughs> He's so smart, man. He's so smart with like systems. I'm like, I'm like whispering plumber in his ear, like every, like when he's sleeping, like just be a plumber. Like you'll make so much money. If you're like nice and show up on time, like the plumbers I know that are like that, they make bank, bro. They make like crazy. Yeah, they kill it. You know, so it's like, you know, he likes all that stuff anyway, man. So it's like, yeah, but we'll see if they want to go to college. I help them. But for me, it was, it was a massive waste of money um, for me. I, I think it's really cool. It's going to be a UMass school for my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, be you out of the question. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're not too smart. <laughs> yeah. No, well, she's, 
she's smart enough for it. I'm just not. I don't have. I don't got eighty five thousand dollars a year for that. So, you know. Nah, no bueno. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you started that, that's, that's what I was always curious about is, you know, you seem very smart with business. I feel like I'm smart with, um, well, this is coming off weird. It's coming off like I'm comparing all the time. But, um, one thing I've noticed about myself is that the business side of things hasn't really been my strong suit. I'm just really good at like making people feel good and I make clients feel good. And then I started making my barbers feel really good and like feeling comfortable and having fun. And then the clients having fun and then boom, it's starting to take off. And now it's like a thing. And then, and then, I mean, I was open for like eight years before I was like, oh, maybe I should brand this a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I never but, thought about branding. That, and, isn't that recipe? Isn't that recipe for what we're doing? Pretty simple. I mean, you just nailed it. It's like, your clients feel good. You know, does, does anything else really matter? I mean, you're getting the satisfaction of making someone feel better about themselves and being a 10 when they're walking out of the shop because you know they're not going to style their hair as well as you did it. They're not <laughs> yeah. Be a 10 again. So that when they walk out of the shop, that's the best they're ever going to feel. Yeah, that's you a know, good point. And then they're coming back around, so you're getting residual business. Like, isn't that what business is? Like, sometimes you try and, like, make it more complicated than it is, but at the end of the day, man, like, why, why do we do that? Just because we're creative and we want to, like, make it, I mean, myself personally, I, I always make things way more difficult. You can ask Steve, I always make things way more difficult than they need to be. <laughs> and I think it's just, I, I don't really know why that is, but I, but I, I know the recipe, man. You know, I know what to get people back in, back in the doors. And it's like, if you want to be better at business, sometimes it's just a matter of like screwing up and learning from it. Or, you know, um, if you want to, if you want to do something, try it. You know, if you want to yeah. get bad at it, you'll get better at it. It's like, um, so it's just a simple, simple, simple thing. Like we're not restaurants. We don't need to worry about food costs. We don't need to, you know, we don't need to worry about servers. Like we need to worry about ourselves behind the chair and like taking care of someone one-on-one. It's like we're a psychiatrist for like someone who like needs our service. It's not like a, it's like hair is growing. Like it's not going to stop growing. Right. So it's, 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 it's pretty cool how like, People who aren't like I grew up in in, in food the food industry because my family had like you know we're in restaurants and stuff so I saw that and I related to that but I'm like okay like how many people worked in food you know I mean if they went and did hair they were good at serving people food and making them happy maybe they could just be a good barber and make it it's like that's how simple this recipe is it's just talk about consistency you talk about reliability being there you know what I mean and, and yeah. quality and being able to go out and educate yourself so you're like able to create this most suitable haircut for someone that's another barber maybe doesn't take the extra five minutes to do. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I think, um, going back to just really like driving home with the consistency thing, I think a lot of the time the, um, the answers are kind of simple in terms of like, we, I know we're kind of taking this in a little bit more of a broader spectrum than what you were talking about with Evan making great business moves. I think a lot of the times the, the answers to what you do need to do to be successful in hair or anything else are very simple, but the work is hard. So it's hard to be consistent. Like I can give you a good example of when, um, you know, like in the Belmont shop, when it was getting really busy and the phone was probably ringing like 50, 60 times a day. And people were saying, can I make an appointment? Can I make an appointment? Yeah. And we had to, we finally made the decision where we said, I don't care what they say when they call in, tell them they have to go online. And, and it would have been easier just to keep saying, yeah, no problem, yeah, no problem. But you're doing that 
and you know it's a pain in the neck because you've got a client in the chair now you're taking more time out of your haircut to put this person into the book and yeah you have online booking for a reason but you know it, it took a little while but we got there but it's just one of those things where once you decide to do something you kind of got to stick with it i don't I, you know like i i'm not like uh you know i've opened up these shops so in terms of that and business sticking good locations i can't really speak to that but i i can't say like when it comes to the actual business of barbering at the end of the day like it it really just comes down to like kind of getting into the best habits and sticking with them and like and and just the, the consistency not to be super redundant but I, I think that's the best business move that you can make is to give someone a product that they know that they can count on. And that's, that's everything from having a haircut that's better than the haircut down the street. Um, you know, not, you, you know, like at your shop or, you know, right. feeling like your barbers are putting out the best quality work that they can. It's actually not even about any, any other shop mm-hmm. or anything like that. But, you know, everything from that to the music to um, the cleanliness, to the overall vibe in your shop when your clients come back, they know that they can count on it being the way that it was when it came in the first time. To the absolute best of your ability. I mean, obviously right. things go wrong sometimes, but if um, if most of the time you're on point, then, you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt as bad if you have an off day. Um, right, right. Know, I mean, I think business-wise, it's just continuing to invest in yourself and and make the good decision and to be selective with who you choose to work with and how you allow your brand to be represented are, are very, very important key things that will make you different. Yeah, I, I yeah. consistency, I, I just, I can't, it's, it's probably be the name of this episode. I mean, you really can't stress it enough. I can't tell you any, anything else. It's just like, you know, I tell my guys, oh, like, what, what, no, go ahead. No, it's not consistency with the idea of like growth, you know. Cause yeah, yeah, not not stagnant consistency. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna gonna consistently cut hair really slow. You know, like that, like well, maybe you know, like aiming high. I changed my whole booking software and uh, clients were just irate about it. I mean, they were just not digging it and they were letting me know. And I spent about a week taking it personal. And then I was like, they're not 
mad at me. They're just mad at this thing that I put in front of them. They think it sucks. And who are they going to tell? They're going to tell me, you know, and, and what's the, at the end of the day, is, is it, is it better or is it worse? Um, so you know, to bullet point it, basically between the two different shops, I had two different booking softwares. Um, I was trying to unify them in order that, you know, in case I open a third, I have everything under one. Um, you know, this, the system that I chose was great on the back end, great for the owner. And, um, a lot of other things were great. It was great all around. Um, but it just was a weird, tricky booking thing at the, at the end, it just said a book, there was a booking fee where there really wasn't a booking fee. It was really a prepayment convenience fee that was just mislabeled and people going calling, they were calling the shop. The phones were blowing up. Like, I'm not going to pay a dollar. So can you just book me? (laughs) I'm like, Oh yeah, you don't get charged a dollar. And then I'm having to explain to, you know, 10 barbers that you don't have to get charged a dollar and four front desk staff and 4,000 people that we have on our email list. I'm sending emails, I'm sending how to's and I'm still getting, you know? And so, like I said, something I thought was going to make the place better because it was the thing I like liked about it was that you can actually see the barber's picture so people may not catch the name but they remember that guy's face you know what i mean and um you know the fact that you could prepay i thought was kind of cool but it turns out nobody wants to prepay at least in my area at least what i'm doing so uh you know we we listened it took me probably it was a three-week trial and uh <laughs> we put it put everything back and and that was it you know so that was a tough one that was a, a big you know learning experience for me the, the positive thing was that I learned how to lead all of my employees and get everybody on the same page and do that pretty quickly you know so I'll take that I'll take that from it, you know um, it was interesting but um, you know getting back to what we were talking we, about we, we made it we made an app one time I tried to we tried to create an app called queue up and it was like we were a walk-in shop we'd have like a hundred people walking through our doors every day we tried to make an app put an iPad in the wall people would come in check in put a name and number it would like it was like this we were talking about it for months we were like all amped up about it you know queue up's coming we got the iPad going it's gonna be sick you know I dropped money into it and dude this thing like we had the we had the demo phase thing going on and we were trying it and dude it was just like we fell on our face with it and um, <laughs> we probably lost we probably lost like to be honest we probably lost some people from it just because maybe not from that specifically but we we're transitioning from you know walking shop to now we're fully appointment and like that's so hard to do once you set a shop up to be a certain way to then like go and change yeah how people go about it um and dude it it, it sucks we uh, the whole the whole shop has you know, it's come around now, but, um, man, it's, it's tough sometimes making changes that you know are for the best, but maybe that like cause too much mischief in the meantime. It's, um, yeah, it's like the, it's like the thing you deal with, you know, being, being, uh, being the leader is sometimes making decisions that don't pan out. And, um, you just gotta, you just gotta, like you said, you just learn from them, take the good from them and, uh, try and keep your head up. That's all. That's all you can do. And, you know, just try to, I try to keep my guys in mind and girls that, you know, hey, this is this is the reason why I did this. Um, thank you for going on this journey with me. I'm sorry I led us down the wrong path. You guys are all rock stars. And, you know, if I can, you know, if I, if I feel like it, if I had the time, I'll throw them, I'll throw them you know, bring them all to dinner or throw them, I don't know, 100 bucks or something for dealing with it. And because it was stressful for everybody, you know, for that specific instance. But 
um, get, getting back to what we were talking about, about the, just a simple recipe, you know, I was, uh, you know, my, I talk about my guy, Nick, we're like real tight, you know, and from daily grind and we, we were hanging this past weekend and he, he was like, dude, you, do you understand that if we went to business school and we read all these business books and we learned how to run a business before we got run into a business, we probably wouldn't have what we had. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't understand what he's saying. I'm like, I'm like, think about it. Like, he's like, think about it. Like, I didn't know the right way to do this. So I just tried it. Like, it, it's like a slower roll, but you try whatever you think and it works or it doesn't work and you find out pretty quickly. So you have gained all this experience and you've gained all this real world knowledge of the stuff. He's like, so, I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. Cause I'm big on reading. I'm reading all the time. I'm always reading books. So I'm like, Oh, you got to read this book. You got to read that book. Applying, and, you're not going to apply everything to the, you're not going to apply everything to, to what you're doing. It's kind of interesting. You said that. Yeah. What, so, that, what do you mean? About it too. There's so many different models within the hair thing. You could have a correct shop. You could have a commission shop. You could have a shop that's like straight up corporate dumpster too, where people get their taxes taken out with like thirty chairs. So you know, it, it, I hear a lot of people say like, "Oh, why don't you do it this way? Or why don't you do it that way?" It's like, well, that's not the way that works for me. So I think at the end of the day, like, I, I don't think when it comes to like barbering, I don't really feel like a business would have necessarily helped you out because that probably would have encouraged you to take things in like a super corporate direction. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's that's basically what Nick was saying and I and I, I had to agree with him. It, you know, for me. You know, I just like, yeah, that's true. It, you know, I think um you know, I I think that I come off kind of negative about business. And and I'm really not. I'm just like it's sort of like Alice in Wonderland. I got my head in a rabbit hole. It's like every time I get in there, I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. And like, oh, now there's all this shit that I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then I learn all that. And then I'm like, oh, what about all this shit? Oh, man, it's like a never ending thing. And I think it's just an striker trait that I just sound negative about stuff. <laughs> like, But, you know, like I started doing this accidental entrepreneur series and it was like, I realized like from all the comments, people are like, yeah, keep your head up, bro. I'm like, damn, I wasn't even really complaining. I was just saying like, this is what, this is straight up what happened. My accountant totally jacked me, man. She didn't tell me what to do. And now I'm effed and now I got to figure it out. And I figure why not? I'm not going to remember this in 15, 20 years when I decide to write a book. So why not? I'm just going to record everything and just, you know, I can look at it later or worst case scenario, my kids will find it when I'm old and in a box and they'll be like, whoa, dad did all this. Stuff. You know what I mean? Like it'll help somebody. Why wait? But um, I'm always curious of the best way to do something. And I think I do get a little tied up in trying to change everything. Like I'm like, oh, that's this changes everything. I'm going to do everything different. You know, I know my wife's sick of hearing that. I know my friends are sick of hearing it. And it's like, that's eh, just kind of how I talk. I'm not going to change everything. I'm just super excited about this new knowledge. And I'm going to try to see where it really applies, you know? I mean, it kind of sounds like you got the answer to that anyway. Like, it's, like initially excited about something that you realize, like, okay, well, here's the here's key points out of that information that are going to stick to what I do with our business. Right. That, that's what it is. You, you know, if, if you're learning things about business, but they just simply they apply to owning a car dealership and not a barber shop, you can transfer some of that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're talking about two different businesses. I, I don't think I wouldn't necessarily call yourself that. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that's true too. Even with the, even with like salons and barber shops, like 
car dealership and maybe in, you know, sometimes it's from salon to, to barber or barbershop to barbershop, like something work in one barbershop and you know, just wouldn't work in another. Even like if, if even if chop shop and barbers then are very similar brands, like, you know, if I put if we put a barber's den right next door to the or if chop shop wasn't there, like that that barber's den wouldn't be the same barber's den as we have in Somerville or this or that. It's like things are always gonna take their own. So like yeah, even even the same similar brand works in one place and one doesn't in the other. Like McDonald's in on the country serves completely different food. Yeah, that's true. Do that? Yeah, yeah, they have you can't you can't get a beef patty in uh I don't know where. <laughs> Well, like that, like. I mean, uh, when, when you talk to people, when I talk to my friends in the salon world, it's, it's like it's totally different. They'll say stuff to me like, "We should, you guys take all, we make all our money off product, right?" And I'm like, nah, "I don't know what you're talking about." You know? <laughs> but it's like, you know, what can I tell you? Because you're running a successful business, so you obviously know what you're doing. You know what I mean? It just doesn't have to be what I'm doing. That's so, true. Steve, you're getting like real quiet. I don't know if it's uh, if it's if you oh, changed sorry. the position. No, it's all right. It's like a little muffled. Uh, I mean, uh, I can edit a lot of it too. But he's in a new he's in a new lease. He's trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just talking straight on the speaker at this point. <laughs> technological dry spot right now. Yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> yeah, I just um, it's funny. I got so my newest barber in the Medfield shop. She was showing me like who she likes on Instagram. She's like, and I really love the shop. It's called like Barber's Den or something. It's in Massachusetts. So someday I'd like to go like meet those guys. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, funny you should say that. I know them. That's cool. We can go do that. You can go do that. They're cool as shit. And you can just, you know, walk in there and say, hey, I'm a barber. And it'll be all good. So she may pop in one of those stores on a Monday. You guys are open on Monday, right? Yeah. We are not in yeah. Somerville, but uh, the other two shops are. Yeah, like like Mondays. Like Mondays have become a pretty uh solid day for us. I don't know how they work for uh other shops, but I, at first when we opened up on Mondays, I thought you know there's no other shops open Mondays. Maybe people would go online, people were open. Um, yeah, maybe there was some of that. Um, but yeah, man, Mondays Mondays are great. I work Mondays. I love them. I like having a day off in the middle of the week instead. Yeah, that's that's key. See, I like, I don't know, I don't think I'll ever want to work on Monday for myself. I'm just so I'm just so accustomed to having that day off. But I I wouldn't mind my shops being open on a Monday, depending on what people want to do. You know, um, how, how long has the new shop been open now? Uh, coming up on six months. Like a couple of weeks will be six months. Yeah, well, and you got how many people working yeah. in there? Uh, me plus two. Yeah. So I got five chairs total. What's so the biggest I, issue? Do you feel like uh, do you feel like getting new people is more difficult, or uh, getting new clients? New barbers is by far. Is that what you mean? Like by new people? Yeah. Like that. That's that's the biggest like mind switch for me. Is like you know what I'm all about. Been all about clientele, clientele, clientele. Then that's you know forever since like 2002, and then probably in the last two years i realized like no it's really about barbers like get good people and they'll bring in good clientele you know um and my clientele is pretty solid i mean it has been been cutting in my area now for nine years so you know i'll think you know i could kind of just always be okay whatever shop i'm at um 
getting the, the good barbers that want to jump on board with our standards and and treat people how we think they should be treated and then also getting those people in the shop to get along with each other is um that's probably my new thing that's like my new clientele i'm trying to get <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but we've had an unbelievable month the last february has been unreal like we've we've you know gone up 10 percent or more every week in sales like it just keeps going and going um wow we had one of the other barbershops in town got a little bit of trouble so um i guess there was two guys working there one guy got arrested so the other guy is still open but he was closed this past week so we just so many new people and they were all like whoa (laughs) you can make it you can make an appointment like yeah like oh what are these products? I've never seen these before. You know what I mean? Because I guess over there they're selling, you know, whatever you can get at CVS. I, I don't even know. I, 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 I have no idea about specifics and I, and I don't, I try not to concern myself with exactly what other shops are doing, but I'd like to keep an eye on, you know, how they're doing it. And, you know, everybody seems to be like, wow, this is okay. This is like a new, this kid says it's like a New York city barbershop in Medfield. <laughs> well, thank you. I guess that's a good, that's cool. Sweet. Yeah. Take it. That's a compliment. Yeah. Like, that's pretty cool. I like New York, you know? So yeah, all in all, I'm pretty excited about it, man. It's like, all right, we're going to be all right over here. This is uh, starting to make, starting to make sense a little bit. So that's good. So, what's, the, what's the difference you're finding between the two shops in terms of like what people are requesting for hairstyles? Um, Milford's, you know, much more eclectic group of people that live in Milford in that area. So, you know, I mean, right off the bat, it's more city-like. So, you know, bald fades all day, and then you know they're kind of up on the trends but they're like a year behind you know so like right now people are starting to want the crop tops like the the european style stuff you know um in medfield legit all day three on the sides trim the top three on the sides trim the top we're like you know one of my barbers did like a like tapered off this guy's sideburns because she noticed that he was cutting them super high and, and she was, was such a great barber thing to do she's like hey can, do you mind if i ask why do you cut your sideburns up so high he's like well i don't like the hair to touch my glasses and it's just like bushy and itchy she's like oh what if i just blend this out and he's like oh okay try it man this you would have thought this cat just saw fire for the first time he, he's, he, he was like what wait what is this called what what is this Amazing. Yeah. So, like, that's what I realized. Like, this is our job, and we're, we're ushering in style. And so, I have uh, a couple Barber Evo magazines. That's the only magazines that I have in the shop, so that people have to look at them and go, "What the? You know, can you do something yeah. like this? Like, yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see where you're at in a year because I noticed when the belt I came to the shop when Belmont was open for about six months, and the clientele changed drastically. Over the first year and a half, yeah. Um, and I think once I think once people caught on that there was like a cool barbershop in town where you could get more of a style, like an up to date style, they started getting that. But initially, I would say for me at least, it was a lot more like three on the side, people bringing their kids in, stuff like that. And then it, those people kind of trickled out after like five, six months of me cutting them, and then it seemed like it kind of totally changed over, at least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's... I think you're right. I think there's there's always going to be those people that um, you know the bread and butter those those regular haircuts. But 
it's amazing that um, like a regular haircut from one shop is so much different than a regular haircut in another shop. It's like a three on the sides can be so much more suitable from one barber as another barber is like looks all jacked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like those those sometimes you get just as much satisfaction out of them. First of all, because they take less time and you can nail them out and not get behind on schedule. But also because it's like someone didn't know that a three could like look so good. You know what I mean? When you like nail like a basic cut and like you just said about um, the girl Barbara that you're working with is like, you know, like taper out the sides and it's like, like it's what we do every single day. So we might take it for granted, but for someone else, it's like, that's like taking things to the next level. And it's like, that's really producing value. Cause like that guy's not getting the hard part or he's not getting a crazy haircut. He just wants a really good basic haircut. And he doesn't even know that he wants that until he's gotten it. Now he needs it. Now we just got exposed to what a valuable, you know, what a, what a, what a haircut from the chop shop is that's, versus someone else or a homemade haircut. That's it, man. A hundred percent. What you just said, because I was most pleased and super proud that she was like uh, being of service to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can I like help you with this situation here? Cause it's, you know, she didn't say it, but she's saying it because it looks nuts. <laughs> you know, when you cut your sideburns above your ear, like the top of your ear, eh, not a great look. You look like a crazy person. That's that so. Pop water football coach. Yeah, yeah, you got to get the in <laughs> the hairs. The hairs are like still touching the ear. Like they're still long oh, enough that they touch the ear. Yeah, and they're like not lined up. You know, you need to wear a pair of spot belts. It's like an undercut. It's like a side wearing undercut. It's like mid to late fifties, right? They on. Oh, the age you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so I wonder if like in their day that that if there was if like Mike Dicker had that or something like that. Like, and they were like, no, that that is it. That's it for life. Yeah, for life. Brian Bosworth. Yeah, 100% Ill flat top with the sideburns cut way like almost like in level with your eyebrow. <laughs> I got my glasses on right now and I'm looking in the mirror at, at where about that would be and that is like that is where a lot of you guys have been back from. They never thought it would change. Now you got driving cars and friggin' <laughs> I know. Now you can watch TV on your phone. It's, it's a wild world. But um yeah, I just I, I'm I'm super pumped about. I, I go through phases of like being all pumped about business and then all pumped about like cutting hair. And like right now, I got like a nice mix of the two. Like I'm just I'm enjoying learning business and growing it and trying new things and seeing what works. And then I'm also getting excited because all the stuff that I've learned over the past two years, people are actually coming in and asking for it. You know what I mean? I'm like, Ooh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not having to sell it to somebody. I'm not like, Hey, what do you think about trying this? And you know, just, uh, starting to feel good, man. And you know what, you know, what's making me happy too, is that all my barbers, when I show up and I make it happen at either shop, they're all like, yo, I forgot how, how good you cut. And they're saying it respectfully. You know what I'm saying? They're not like, Oh, I forgot you're like good at this, but they're like, <laughs> You know, because you, you you know you see me. I'm building the website today. That's what I'm doing today. And then I'm and then I'm <laughs> hiring this person. And then I'm over here fixing a hole in the wall. But then you know I get the clippers in my hand. It's like yo, this dude, it's fun. It's, it's kind of nice when you have like a lot going on. Like if you, you got like 
somebody new on the staff or the holidays come around, you kind of like make it happen. Sometimes it's nice just to get behind the chair and just cut your clients. Yeah, it is it's like a break. You enjoy cutting hair before you were, you were uh, a manager or an owner or an educator or any of that stuff. Oh, yeah, this is, this is actually why I kind of fell in love with it. It's like doing the haircuts that I like to do on the clients that I like to do it with, you know? So, is that, that I like to whatever. <laughs> yeah. Is that not total freedom? You know what I mean? Like that I feel like that's just total freedom. Like Yeah, kinda like it's kinda like scribbling on a you know, it's like you're in class and you're just like drawing something cool. <laughs> like you're just hanging out having fun. Yeah. I, mean, I can relate to you, uh, Jake, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to just with, like balance and stuff and trying to you know, be a be thinking about different things as well as cutting hair. It's like you cut hair one day and you you know, running errands, trying to pay bills the next, um, fixing yeah. walls, whatever, whatever you're doing, hiring. Um, yeah, man, it's really cool. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. It's fun to be able to do that. And then like cutting hair is just like, like all our safe zones, like our fun place. Like every barber that enjoys cutting hair, it's like, what are we doing, man? It's like you, you got to enjoy it. Cause if not, you're going to be miserable, man. If you're, if you're not a happy barber, then you're in the wrong industry or you're just doing it for the wrong reason. No, no, yeah. no offense to you. You can, you can make it work and you can get a paycheck, but I don't know how, um, I don't know how much, how long that lasts for. And if right. you want to have like your whole life, a career that you're not really super passionate about, but it's fun, man. We're lucky to be in, be in this, uh, be in this industry. I feel the same way, man. I feel like free. You know, that's how it's how it, like, you know, I remember I've said it before, but I remember <laughs> sitting in perfect style at Malden and being like, yo, these guys on ESPN are so lucky. They get paid to sit here and talk about sports all day long. And I'm like, actually, you work on the mayor. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I do. I talk about sports, music, movies, and yeah. Life, ideas, thoughts, philosophies. I learn. I learn so much. Jay, you ever get you ever get quiet though? Like, I mean, obviously, you, you know, I can talk about you know Tyson Fury and uh, you know Bruins dead like trade deadline and uh, you know whether Brady's gonna come back and stuff. Like, I could talk about that stuff all day. But then there's some days that I just like keep my mouth shut and I just like focus on the art and like the cut. You know, I mean, probably more so with like clients that I have all the time. Yeah. Does that ever happen to you? You just like, you just get quiet and like, get, you know what I mean? Like, cause like you're a talkative guy, you know, you jump on podcasts and we'll talk for an hour, like weekly. So I know that you can just sit here and talk. I, I, I'm more of an introvert sometimes. And I've actually been told, I actually was told today that this guy, he's like, you know, I came to you and got a great haircut. And then he's like, I sat with Steve. And he's like, you know, the haircut was the haircut was the same. It was like the same. He's like, it's great because I come in and get quality haircuts. But he's like, the, the, the conversation was better with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. I was like, that's fine. Like, I'm not. I don't take any offense to that. Like, that's cool. Like Steve, can, Steve maybe can talk about music. All I know is like, it's fucking like fifty cent and like, um, <laughs> like um, tribal seed. I don't even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, nah, um, I'm with you. Because sometimes I'm just like super quiet. No, it was it was uh, it was it was a buddy Pete who was talking about somebody who works in his office. He's like the guy came in and was like, ah, because he always he always comments on his haircut. He's like, I went in there. He's like, best haircut I ever got. And then he's like, then I went to Steve and he was like, conversation was way better. <laughs> but it, 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 it no, it is. But it is what it is. Like I offer I offer my value. If someone like I have clients that are maybe are a little bit quieter because like I have those I have those days that 
I'm not really trying to, I'm trying to just cut hair and give you a quality service. If you want to talk, I'll talk, but I'm not really going to, there's some days that I don't really instigate conversation because I'm just like, I'm there. Maybe I got something else in my mind. Maybe it's my flaw. Yeah. what I do. Nah. It goes against my consistency, but like, that's just me. So I curate that kind of clientele that maybe wants to come there and sit. I had a guy today and I just like caught his vibe and I was like, this guy's not trying to talk. Like, I'll, I'll say a joke and he just like smiled and smirked, but I'm like, this guy's got something else on his mind. He's like in the middle of a lunch break. Like he wants to get a quality haircut and go out. And I'm like, that's cool. Like I got to respect him. Just like someone, just like one of my talkative guys respects me because you know, maybe I'm quiet. That day. Yeah. I get quiet for sure. I get, um, especially if something happened at the shop, like so a lot of times, especially in Milford, right? There's yeah. eight chairs going, there's, there's going to be some miscommunications. You know, and sometimes I'll overhear something, and that's—I don't know if I don't know if you guys do this. I can simultaneously talk to my client while also hearing every other conversation in the shop. <laughs> so, like, I'll hear somebody say something ludicrous, like, you know, one of my barbers might say something like, um, like when Midfield first opened. You know, some of my guys didn't know where it was, and shame on me for not really telling them. But they're like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like 45 minutes here. It's like near Boston. I'm like, <sighs> excuse me one second. I'm like, hey, man, it's not it's not near Boston. It's like two towns away. <laughs> it's on the same road. If you stay on this road and just keep going straight, you'll hit it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, so like now I'm trying to talk to my client, but I can't get it out of my head that this cat thought that this place was like, why did you like before you? In my head, I'm, this all this is my conversation with myself. Why would you say that? Why don't you just look it up? If you don't know, just say you don't know. Don't just fake the funk because now you're giving false information. Yeah. And now, and I'm thinking all of this instead of talking to my client. So that's like I get in my head a lot about stuff, and then I have to kind of like look in the mirror and say, okay, it's over. Now you know, see if they yeah. want to talk. But the, you, they don't always want to talk. You're the right. Problem is though, the, the problem is though, is like you want to handle that situation with your barber and be like hey dude like next time maybe try this but it's like there's so many people in the shop that it's like there's so many things that happen throughout the day it's like by the end of the day you're like you can't you can't even bring that back up because now you sound like a dick for like yeah something that's so that's so minor but in reality it's like a detail that's very important so it's like it's, it's hard I and mean, then you right and you're thinking about these things throughout your haircut throughout your day and you're like this is such a minor thing that i really probably can't even go back on like i should just let this go yeah and just like so it's kind of like to your demise that like you're listening to all this stuff but you can't help it because you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta focus on all those little things uh, yeah it's just i just want people to have a good experience but and like so that's what it comes down to like all right did that, did that change the, the the client's experience no all right so moving on i'm not gonna mention it like it, it you're right because if it happens at 9 30 in the morning we're closing up at seven i'm gonna be like hey the client you had at 9 30 don't know his name guy with he was tall he had hair on his head uh you know you said this did you and then he, the barber's not gonna remember that you know it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's obviously not that important you know it's like that that's a big lesson for me it's just kind of getting a little more hands off we don't need to you don't need to like control every detail of everything brother you gotta sit down sometimes and just let people do what they do and you know kind of like what you were saying about the people decide how what the shop's gonna be like like the clients, like you have your ideas, you know, that's kind of how it is with the, with the barbers. It's like, I have these guidelines of these like guardrails on either side 
that I'd like you to operate within these guardrails. And if you happen to do a, li- a little bit different than I do, as long as you're within the guidelines, it's okay, you know. But sometimes you're, you're coming off the you're coming off the rail a little bit. I gotta hey, listen, you know, you can't you can't be doing that. But yeah, we're always we're always making mistakes, whether it's just little little things or big things. Like it's a it's, it's it's a grind to you know try and be on you try and be on point as much as you can, but so we're all faulty for you know like we do like uh, we do like no show policy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You got to cancel within a certain amount of time, and there's a pretty pretty strict line of people no show when you say Steve. But yeah, you know, there's there's also like um, you know, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I think it's just like a fine line type thing where we're just uh, you know, no one's perfect, so it's like. If you've been cutting some guys there for five years, then something happens and he no shows you. Like they've just been giving you money for five years. That's that. That's huge. I think bigger picture, right? Like, like overall, is this a positive thing? Overall. You know, it's like, you know, I think since I've decided to change. Go ahead. There's, uh, uh, you know, not you, but for anyone who's listening, if you got a guy who you're constantly having to say, "Hey, dude, why'd you say this? Why'd you do that? Why are you, why are you ten minutes late? Hey, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that." I mean, that's when you got a problem and you need to address it. You know, if it's a consistent play source of negativity in the shop. And so, like, day to day, everybody makes mistakes. I'm sure I do. I, I can tell you for a fact, I do plenty of stupid stuff. I don't think I'm going to have to do it, you know? Right. Um, that always keeps that perspective. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, man. I think... <laughs> You know, since like I was since I decided to sort of change the vibe in the shop, it really in in you know also hiring. I have like reception now at Milford because you know there's like essentially eight chairs. There's every half an hour there's eight people coming in, eight people leaving, and then yeah, that that doesn't account for the walk-in. So you're talking about in that little area, you could have up to sixteen people just kind of like landlocked. You know what I mean? So just having somebody to help alleviate that changed up a lot of the vibe and um it it helps barbers make better decisions because they're not under the stress of you know before it was like dude somebody's gonna answer the phone <laughs> like yeah like i'm cutting this dude's hair and i'm talking to the solicitor trying to kick them out meanwhile two walk-ins just came in and nobody's gonna answer the goddamn phone like can you at least answer the phone <laughs> you know that was the vibe before you know what i mean now it's like hey you know everything's gonna be all right and it's really starting to like just have this sort of like brotherhood you know it's like real cool yeah. um but so that's good well this is good man this is good conversation i think people are gonna learn a lot from this man i think this is, this is good stuff so what uh what do you guys i'm gonna i'm gonna transition what are you guys using for clippers these days because i just like to know that shit 
I'm super simple. Actually, uh, so the wall, I just got new fan magic, but cordless. Mm-hmm. And just super VR for the metal blade. But I've been going with those gamma hitters for a trimmer. I got them as a gift, and I um, I didn't have high expectations for them, but I really like them. The gamma ones. Yeah, those are pretty good. I've used them a little bit. Yeah, I, love them. I haven't bought them, but I yeah, kind of... Uh, I will. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I walk by Steve's face and like turn them on. Just like hold them. I haven't really used them yet. <laughs> They're like see-through, like skeletons. Yeah, they're interesting. I, I work in I work in multiple shops and like always run around. So I feel like I just like grab whatever works. I'm always like, uh, I'm always like, hey, sorry, you might. I'm actually terrible. I'm always uh, borrowing stuff. But no, I, <laughs> I, I've been using um, I've been using cordless walls for um, for a while now, and I think that I got the hundred years that I probably had for what a year and a half now, and the battery's been good. But now I'm at the point where um, they're only lasting like one charge for like one cut. Uh, which is I'm okay with, with with the batteries it's like hey man like a couple of years ago you had a cord that you had to use a hand to kind of keep keep out of people's laps and you had like you had to keep a hand on the cord and a hand on the clipper so like I'm, yeah even if a battery kind of sucks like you know it's like you gotta buy a new clipper it's just part of the game so I don't know it's like it's important to always stay fresh clients clients realize that stuff too like they, they know when it's a good solid clipper yeah clipper you're right that's cut and tight and girl and they like seeing. Uh, like, I don't really like the gold clippers. I know the ba- I know ba- Babelwitz has some some, uh, some good ones. Um, but I think I think clients like seeing that stuff too. They love, love seeing that those gold clippers on people's face. Yeah, uh, good uh, conversation piece. I get compliments. Uh, I got I picked up those um, the FX trimmers, the new ones that they call them skeletons or whatever. Um, but they they just made them in silver, and I couldn't find them, so I got them in gold. And I, all the time people like, ooh, gold clippers. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like weird. It's like you never see me with like a gold. Like I used to always have a gold necklace that my mother gave me. You never see me have that thing out. I'm not, I'm not like even showing my gold necklace, you know? Like I'm not that kind of person. But, um, you know, it's like, yeah, right now I'm using magic clips forever, I think. I don't know. I try everything else, but I'm kind of same boat with Steve. I got the magic clips. I got the Supras for, you know, like kind of like creating lines and um, removing a lot of bulk. And then um, and I got those those FX trimmers are pretty dope, man, especially for beards. They just, I don't know why, I just feel like they cut closer on the neck without irritating more so than the um, detailers. But, um, yeah, those things no way. Yeah, those those yeah. yeah, without like no irritation too, you know. Well, what products you got in um shop shop? What are you selling? We got so I'm trying to get away from Suavecito, which has been difficult because I got like the whole town of Milford hooked on it. But, um, so in Milford, we have different product lines to the different shops, right? So, um, in Milford, we have Suavecito, we have, um, actually I just brought in Slick Gorilla over there and the, um, Victory Crown. I'm really starting to like a lot of this stuff they have. And, um, you know, we got some beard oils and some aftershaves and stuff that are, you know, when the beard oils guy, Mike, that comes in, he makes it and it, it works. We don't sell a lot of beard oil anymore. We used to, I, I couldn't keep it on the shelf for like two years. And now it's like, 
10 will last me two years, you know. Um, over in Medfield, we got um, Victory Crown, Slick Gorilla, ADH, and I'm going to grab some of that Uplift stuff, too. And I like the um, – I actually really like the Pomade, man. I'm surprised at how much I like it. You know, I like, uh, I like the hold of it. And it's, it smells minty, which is different than all the other scents that I have. So I thought it would mm-hmm. should, should do pretty good. Um, so, yeah, we got that stuff over there. And it's funny because Medfield is like product all day. Like, no problem. You know, and Milford is like, all right, what's it called? Cool. Take a picture of it and walk out and go buy it on Amazon. You know, because it's probably cheaper. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's 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 interesting. Two different price points. Um you know, between the Suavecito and like the Victory Crown, you know, it's tough to tell somebody, hey, you're going to, this is a better product. It's, uh, you know, it's 50% more price and it's about 30% less product. So it should be, <laughs> should be good for you. I mean, obviously you don't say it like that, but they're like, oh, how come it's smaller? Well, that's just how they make it. But it's more? Yep. Hmm. Nah, I'll go with this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. So, but yeah, it's been good, man. Now, Ev, when you go to different shops, do you bring a setup with you or you just kind of have it there, like at each shop? Do you have like a chair that's specifically yours at each shop? Or do you just. Um, yeah. I, I do it in Somerville. Um, okay. And then, yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever's open. It's pretty easy. All the stations are the same. Yeah. Um, you know, I bring my I bring my scissors, I bring my bring my combs, bring my clippers, and uh, it's actually pretty easy, especially now where you don't have all the cords. So, like, you know, I got the chargers in each station. Right. Um, it's actually pretty simple. I mean, I can I can clean up and set up pretty quickly. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Just kind of um, the new age barbering has made it really easy. All you really need is your scissors and your clippers, and everything else uh, is easy enough to get duplicates. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, yeah, I ended up. Um, I was gonna bring my shears from shop to shop, and then I ended up forgetting them one day, and I had to use my bummy backup barber school shears. And I was like, Nah, I'm not doing that again. I just ended up buying another pair. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> and so I basically have two complete setups. But if I open a third shop, I don't know what I'm gonna do as far as that goes. That's why I asked you. Figured, try yeah. to figure it out. But all right, man. Well, yo, I appreciate you guys being on. Thank you for hanging late night with me. Um, Got it. And uh, barbersden.com, is that the website? That's right. And then um, why don't you guys tell them where they can find you on Instagram if they want to follow you and tap in, ask more questions. Yeah. Barbersden at Barbersden. Yep. Then I'm ESPE617. And then we have a class at the shop. March 29th, if anybody wants to take a hands-on full-day class with us, you can sign up right through our website for that. It's uh, pretty limited. Okay. It's going to be a great day. So they would go to barbersden.com and, and look for the class on the on, the, on that website. Yeah, there's an events tab so people can jump jump online and um, through Eventbrite and you'll see the link. Uh, I think there's seven I think there's seven spots, right, Steve? Correct. Wow. Yeah, that's... so we just put it up there. So um, we're excited about it. We've been traveling a little bit and doing some classes for uh, Steve works with uh, Rojo, and I work with Baxter, California. Um, and we we kind of been teaching a little bit with them, so we wanted to kind of bring it in-house. And uh, we're hoping, uh, hoping to kind of, you know, share our barbers that way and, and um, 
doing haircut and just transferring some knowledge onto prospective uh, students or professionals. Um, yeah, but yeah, my, my Instagram is Evagoras underscore E-V-A-G-O-R-A-S underscore. Um, yeah, man. Cool. And, and, and I, I always link it, too. So um, you can always hit the show notes, which is super easy in Spotify. Um, I haven't – iTunes is iTunes is losing right now, man. I've been checking, like, who's been listening and where they've been listening. And, like, it used to be, like, 98% iTunes and, like, 2% everything else. But just yesterday I checked it and it was, like, 58% Spotify and then, like, 40% Apple and, like, a couple other percentages, other stuff. It's weird. Spotify is really taking over for podcasts. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like they're taking over the podcast. I think so. It's just easier because I'm already – yeah, I'm already in there listening to music, so it just makes sense to just flick over and listen to that. But, um, yeah, man, so if you're listening on Spotify and you know how to do it on iTunes, just go to the show notes and everything's linked in there and we'll get it going. But, yo, I really look up to you guys. I think you guys are about as true as it gets, and I really appreciate you spending some time with me on this thing, man. I hope uh, everybody got some impact from it. Thank yeah, you, thanks. Dude. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You're, uh, you're, um, you have a lot of value in what you what you're doing. I, I love how you, uh, when you have your struggles, you kind of put them out in the public too to share for people to relate, and uh, and also just to show it's not all glamour. And you kind of, I don't know. I love, I love how you just kind of put it all out there. It kind of inspires us to kind of uh, not be scared to do the same. Uh, we're all in this together, so I appreciate cool, it. Man. Thank you very much, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. All right, man. Peace.